Hi friend, welcome to this week's podcast from the First Baptist Church of Nokomis, where we are building the kingdom of God through the lives of everyday people. If you are new, you can visit our website at fbcnokomis.com. Click on our visitor information page to sign up for our e-newsletter or to learn more about our ministries. We also invite our regular listeners to partner with us and support our digital ministries by clicking the Give Online button on our homepage. Okay, here's today's podcast. So here's what you might have missed the last few weeks. Let me go through it real quick. Paul wrote the book Ephesians. If you haven't had a chance to read it, make the mental note now. Put it in your phone. Read Ephesians. Ephesians is one of the most uplifting books. I intentionally presented it this month of May to say there is nothing more powerful than to read Ephesians and see what Paul says to the young church in Ephesus. What he talks about comes from prison. I mean, let's face it, Paul was quarantined. Couldn't be with his church, couldn't be with his people, and yet the book highlights how exciting he was about their young and budding faith. And one of the things that was an element of that was what I've highlighted with the Holy Spirit. So Paul basically highlights what we know about the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit serves, the Holy Spirit supplies, and the Holy Spirit sends. And we use that throughout the chapters of Ephesus to point out the Holy Spirit is the one who serves up the meal. When we say, I want the comfort food, I'm kind of stressed out, the comfort food of Jesus Christ in order for it to be received, that which you confess in your mouth, believe in your heart, that Jesus is Lord, that raised him from the dead, has to be somehow transformed into your heart. And you, believe it or not, can't do that. And so Jesus invited the Holy Spirit to breathe upon us and welcome in that comfort food of the presence of Jesus Christ. So that is how he serves. And then, of course, I said the Holy Spirit supplies. And last week, I talked about Ephesians 4. We talked about Carl and Dylan and how in Ephesians 4, it's the gifts of the church to bring unity in community, right? The best thing about our, our Christian faith is actually not to try to draw sides. But even as we stand on a foundation that we know is tried and true, is to still welcome and say, you guys know what? I'm going to figure out how to share the love of Jesus Christ with you and how to do that. He gave us all unique gifts to do that. And that's how he's supplying us to the community around us. And then lastly, I said he also sends. If you didn't get the sermon, this one's the one I step on your toes a little bit. Sometimes people read Matthew chapter 6. You guys can all say it with me. Our Father who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Or whether we get to grow in the kingdom of God. Give us this day our daily bread, right? That comfort food. Forgive us our debts, trespasses, all that stuff. And then lead us not into... How many of you ever say that and you're like, I don't like that part. Why would God lead me into temptation? I always have somebody say, I don't think that's what it means. And technically, it's one of those lead us not into the consequences that come with temptation. You can read into the Greek and you can make more sense of it. But no matter how you look at it, somebody says, I don't think God would ever lead us into temptation. Everybody make this note. Matthew 4, verse 1. And it says, the Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted. You know, the Holy Spirit will send as well. And the Holy Spirit didn't send us to situations that are comfortable for us. The Holy Spirit sends us into tempting situations. The reason that is is because what Paul wrote in Ephesians 3.16, he says, it is going to create your inner strength through the Holy Spirit. And the only way you know how much inner strength you have is to be tested. 
The only way you know if the boat is going to hold up against the storm is to put it in the storm. The only way you know if you're the best scorer on your team is to go up against the best defense of another team. So the Holy Spirit sends. Isn't that great? The Holy Spirit serves, the Holy Spirit supplies, and the Holy Spirit sends. And we kind of add this to the question today. I'm going to ask you to assess your faith in the Holy Spirit's comfortability in your life. When you want comfort, when you want things to settle down, when you get anxious, you're going to ask, is the Holy Spirit really going to be present and comfort me? And I'm asking you the question, can you assess that comfortability in your life by the way you live? Okay, Ephesians chapter 5 starts off with Paul saying to the young church, and imitate God as children of God, Ephesians 5.1. And when he says, imitate God as children of God, he goes back. In chapter 1, he says, because you now inherited the kingdom. Right? Anybody seen Brewster's Millions? That old 1985? Way long time. Anybody? How many of you are born before 1985? Let's be honest. Nope. You've never seen Brewster's Millions with uh, Richard Pryor. Escape me first. Nobody's, oh my goodness, he gets $30 million and he has to spend it in 30 days in order to get $300 million, but he can't tell anybody. So he can't tell anybody that the option is to get $300 million. He just has to figure out how to spend $30 million and he can't have anything after his 30 days. He can't own a house, he can't have property, he can't have anything. So he is disgustingly frustrated with trying to spend $30 million in 30 days. Well, the thing I think is interesting about that is that is God's inheritance to us. We don't have to try to spend it all at once, but it's like finding out I have an inheritance of the entire universe. That the God of creation invited me to be a part of what he's doing. And it says to imitate God as his children. So I can lavish the joy and the love of God on others everywhere I go. But he says you have to do it like the firstborn of the dead, right? When Jesus died and rose from the grave, that became the firstborn of the dead to say, follow me, everybody, and we confess Jesus Christ, and we experience the salvation. He says, you know what? You have to do it like, like Jesus did. And this is the real tricky part. He said Jesus, in Philippians, when he talked to Philippians church, he said, emptied himself out, poured himself out in order to receive the full glory of God. Even Jesus didn't separate himself from the full emptying of his divine privileges. And so Paul is saying, you need to be like Jesus. He counters that. He says, don't be those people of sexual immorality. Don't be those people who are greedy. Don't be those people who are coarse jokes and bad humor and cynical. Don't be like those people. Now, if you're going to assess your comfortability this morning, I'm going to use an illustration. Maybe someone along the last few months, she said, you know what, Lord? I just need some comfort in my life. So I am going to look for every opportunity to be on Netflix, Hulu, or whatever social media I can. And that filled me up with a little bit of comfort, people. The only thing is, is that if you allow human endeavors, even those who created great shows or put it out there for you, it lasts a day and is gone tomorrow. You think what is going to lift you up actually lets you down. But, maybe you say, I just need more money. I lost my job. I have to get on unemployment. I can't figure out how to pay the bills. And man, if money just flew in. 
Pour more money into my account, and I will be lifted up. But you know what happens when it's all about money? Money's not bad. The love of money is bad. And if you have worried in the last couple of months, and you thought the stimulus check was going to just be enough, you know what we realize? That's who will let you down. I could go on and on. This is probably the one that hits the home the most, right? How many of you said, you know what my comfort food is? Is watching those, those news commentators that I agree with. <laughs> Sorry, I gotta blow this up. Yeah! You keep talking to them, you are a string of my cords. Those other people are crazy. I know how this country's supposed to work. They only listen to me and read my Facebook post for the things that I share. It'll fill everybody up. And all of a sudden, you get down at the end of the day and you're like, y'all know the story. Every talking head is trying to be an alarmist to get your attention because you need to watch their shows so you're informed. You know what? Still kind of lets you down, though. Paul says to the church in Ephesus, assess your comfortability. Your acceptance of God is going to be how you actually are lifted up by the Holy Spirit. In fact, Paul says, be filled with the Holy Spirit and it will lift you up. I know. If you blow it, and you put it in, and you use your own endeavors, they're all chasing the balloons, are they? I was a little worried about that. Don't worry, I'm healthy, they're not COVID. You gotta tap into something that's outside of you. This is the power of the Holy Spirit. Gina, I really hope this works. My test balloon was floating in the sanctuary about a foot off the ground. <laughs> Paul says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. And you'll know the difference when at the end of what it is you feel you have lit, put into your life to lift you up, it either still lets you down or... Oh, thank you, it worked. Now here's the thing that's interesting. the difference? See, this is what's really challenging today. To assess your comfort ability, to assess how you are living in the Spirit, isn't simply by what you see in the mirror. It's truly how you live your life. That is why the Holy Spirit is the one who sends. That's why when you go to Walmart, you're in different locations, or you're talking to somebody with whom you disagree, you have to decide. I got the best example this morning. I actually struggled with my illustrations. I thought, God, I don't really know. I just feel I've had such great prayer times. But then this week, I lost my mind. This morning, we set up. Everything we have up here has been working. We haven't had to use it in two months. What could possibly go wrong? 
and three or four important elements did not work. And nobody saw this, but in that back room where we have to get equipment, and I took the walk of shame to get a piece of equipment to replace something that would finally work, I grumbled under my breath against God <laughs> and the things that were going against the service and the plans. And I said things like, if this is what you wanted, and it's a beautiful day outside, it won't matter if we don't have working sound. It doesn't count for anything if nobody can hear anything. And we're going to be standing out there. What do you want? You want kumbaya? You want a fire pit? You want us to just come together and get real close? Everybody get COVID! That was my moment. I got in. I couldn't find the uh, little piece of equipment that we needed. And I stopped myself and I said, Lord, forgive me. Film me. You can do something extraordinary. Just that moment. How does that work for you? It may look the same, but somewhere after you get into that moment of crazy, it's either going to let you down or it truly does lift you up. Please? I put a little smiley faces on. We'll see where it lands. All right, here's the important thing. There is really the truth in how we approach our faith. And here's the key. So many of us think it's by taking more of God in. If anything has taught you the last two months, you have got to do it differently. I'll show you a simple illustration. When I teach people about singing, I tell them that it's a matter of your muscles, your vocal cords, and your lung capacity. If I asked you to breathe hot air on your hand, right? You know the difference? Like you, you breathe air. Try to breathe hot air. That comes from that lower part of your lungs. So when I teach people about singing, I go, you got to sing from down there. So then I'll say, so take a deep breath to sing. And everybody goes like this. That may sound like it works, but it really doesn't. You know how you get the most air into your lungs? But let you try it for a minute. I'll be as obnoxious trying it myself up here. You don't breathe more air in. You get rid of it all. If you want the most air in your lungs, you have to expel as much as possible. Watch what happens. Still going. Okay. <sighs> You're going to try that. You didn't right now. You know you're going to try that sometime today. You're going to say, I need more air, as much air as I can in my lungs. And you're going to breathe it in. You're going to take air on top of air, and it won't really do it. But if you push it all out, it will naturally come in more than you imagine possible. You get where I'm going with this. When people ask for more God in their life, God says, I don't have any room. And I'm not trying to be on the surface. I'm trying to get into the depths of your soul. you got to get that other stuff out in order to let me in. What do you need to still empty out of your life? What has COVID revealed to you? What is something that has just been bothering you? God, I release my anxiety. I empty it out. I release my fear. I empty it out. God, I release my addiction. I release my my, my temperament. I release my, my, my tendency to just check out and get on to something that's whatever is a distraction for my daily life. Everyone that's here knows that when you fill your life up with that stuff, It'll still let you down. It doesn't mean that it's bad to have in your life, but in the depths of your soul is Jesus, given by the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what lifts you up. So, 
You know, when I let those balloon in the air, usually somebody will say to me, but it doesn't last forever. I get it. When you tap into the Holy Spirit, maybe you didn't tie it right, maybe it just still lets you down at some point. It's not the Holy Spirit letting you down. A balloon will naturally press against the air within it, right? It wants to go back to its size that it started. But that doesn't accomplish anything, does it? It wasn't what a balloon was made for. So when it's filled with the Holy Spirit to be lifted, yeah, we're still going to press against the power of the Spirit and things that are in our lives we're going to struggle with. I'm still going to grumble because things didn't go perfectly as planned this morning. You're still going to have those moments in everyday life. You're still going to run into somebody and you're going to grinch and struggle. And then you stop and you go, Lord, that stuff's out. It's out. And you just go, God, teach me to love. Teach me. Supply me and send me. And trust me, the Holy Spirit is capable of doing so much in your life that will make you comfort able, give you comfort ability, not just in your life, but for the life of others. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. See you next time. And remember, God is building his kingdom through the lives of everyday people just like you.